Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning. morning. Again, it's another beautiful day that the Lord has made, and I am just delighted to be here with all of you this morning, uh, to our senior pastor, to Brother Wade, to all the pastors, uh, to all the official staff, and to you, all of my brothers and sisters in Christ, I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. And again, I'm so glad uh, to be with you uh, this morning. As I've told the uh, other crowds in the first service and the second service, and I will tell you, I dare not tarry uh, too long because I'm standing, I'm the only one that's standing between you and lunch. <laughs> and so if you have your Bible, and I pray that you do, if you turn with me to the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 19. <clears throat> The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 19, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 10. I will ask if you're able, please, ma'am, please, sir, let us all stand for the reading of God's holy word. The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 19, and verses 1 through 10. When you have found St. Luke chapter 19, and beginning with verse number 1, you will find these said words. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd for he was of short statue. So he ran ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him and he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and he came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He is going to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. And then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusations, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. God's word for God's people and God's word is already blessed. You may be seated. For a few moments this morning, I want to use this as a brief subject. I want to talk about a new birth and a fresh start. A new birth and a fresh start. Now... If you are like myself and you begin to think about and you begin to ponder and look back over your life and the situations that you found yourself in, things that you have come through, if you are like myself, there have been times in my life where I wish I had a fresh start, where I wish if I had it to do over again that I would. And so when we look at the text this morning, when you think about the text this morning, Zacchaeus here begins to realize, begins to understand that 
if he is going to have this fresh start, then it must, it has to start with a new birth in Jesus Christ. Just as new parents for an infant child, we are the blessed parents of a new year, and as parents must nurture a child to bring their unique gifts to fulfillment, so must we not fail to neglect the challenges of 2021. Just as whatever potential that child has, that all in its future and whatever is bound in a new birth, it is also a new start that comes along with it. When we look here at the text this morning, the story of Zacchaeus is unique to the gospel of Luke because it brilliantly displays not only the Lord God who can write straight on a crooked line, but also further illustrates the concept that for every door that seems closed, there emerges the possibility for us to go through a different door. This may well open up for us this year a glorious and anticipated future. When we look here at the text this morning, when you begin to do a deep dive study of the text that I am speaking to you about this morning, there are three things that stand out in the text that uh, Zacchaeus began to realize and understand. And if you're going to have this fresh start, it must begin with a new birth. The first thing that I want us to notice here, what stands out in the text, look at a desperate sinner. Look at a desperate sinner. And who's that desperate sinner that I'm speaking to here in the text? And that would be Zacchaeus. Looking here, first of all, at this desperate sinner in verses 1 through 4. The name Zacchaeus, when you look here at the text and you think about Zacchaeus, his name means righteous one. And according to the text, the Bible tells us that he is a publican. And he is one who collects taxes on behalf of Rome and who has prospered well in this process. The Jews in the text this morning, when you think about the setting, when you think about the people, the Jews in the setting, rich and poor alike, they hate this man. And at the same time, they fear this man. Because he has the distinction of being not only a tax collector, but the Bible said the chief tax collector. These people here in the text this morning, the Jews, they despise this man so much that I'm speaking about, Zacchaeus. They, they, they hate him so much that here is how they classify him. Here is the category that they put this man in that I am speaking about this morning. They put him in the category with murderers and robbers. That's how much they really think of the guy that I am speaking about this morning. And it doesn't sound as if they are too high on a man named Zacchaeus. So they classify him with murderers and robbers. Now, let me state the obvious in the text this morning. I want to state the obvious for you this morning, that Zacchaeus isn't, he's not a man that is misunderstood. No, he is not a man in the text this morning that is misunderstood, nor is he a victim of 
circumstances. But yet he is truly a bad person. He's a bad person. He is rotten to the core. That, that is who I am talking about this morning. A man that is truly rotten to the core because he is a bad person. And here's the reason why he's rotten to the core. Here's the reason why he is truly a bad person. Because he chose to work for the Roman government. He chose to defraud his own people and he got rich in the process. Now, I want you to understand that the Jews, they don't despise him because they are closed-minded or because they are judgmental, but they despise him because he's a thief. They truly despise this man. They cannot stand to mention his name or utter his name out of their mouth because this man that I am speaking to this morning, he is a thief. And not only is he a thief, they know it and he knows it. And everywhere he goes, he comes up short. Everywhere this man goes, he comes up short. Not because he's little in stature, and the Bible does declare that he is small in stature, but everywhere that he goes, he comes up short because, not because he's little in stature, but because in his heart, he is a no good person. He comes up short everywhere he goes because in his heart, this man that I am speaking to about or speaking about this morning, he is a no good person and he's no good in his heart. And yet, even though, even though he has been categorized, even though he has been put into categories with murderers and robbers, even though people despise him, they can't stand to mention his name. He is feared and despised at the same time. Notice here in the text this morning that Zacchaeus, he, in spite of all of that, he wanted to see who Jesus was. This man that I've just described to you and what people have thought about him and everything, in spite of all of that, he wanted to see who Jesus was. And he's just not interested in seeing who Jesus uh, was, but also who Jesus is. Now, you may ask the question this morning, why is that so significant? What, Brother Brian, what does that have to do with me and Zacchaeus being so interested in seeing who Jesus is slash was or was and slash is? And the reason why this is so significant and to not only Zacchaeus, but to your life and my life, because I want to inform some of you, but at the same time, I want to remind some of you. That there are a lot of people who are interested in seeing Jesus, but they don't necessarily want to know who he is. I believe that's worth saying one more time. There are a lot of people you will encounter. There are a lot of people you will see, and they will make mention that they want to see Jesus, but they are not necessarily interested in knowing who he is. And brothers and sisters, I want to make sure that you understand this morning, it is just not enough to want or have the desire to see him, but you have to have a desire to know who he is in your life. There's a difference in seeing Jesus, and there's a difference in knowing Jesus. And yet, when we look here at the text this morning, 
When we look here at Zacchaeus here in the text this morning, he does not allow what others think about him to stop him from seeing who Jesus is. And I want to make sure that you understand that people thought the worst of this man. And yes, it's true. He did some things that were not godly like, took advantage of his own people. And yet, in spite of that, he had a desire to see Jesus. And he did not let anybody stop him from seeing Jesus. And I want to encourage you this morning that if you are here this morning and you not only have a desire to see Jesus, but you also have a desire to know him, don't let anybody stop you. Don't let anybody get in the way of you and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And yet again, this same man that I am talking about this morning, he was a man to be feared, but in the crowd, he was a man of little statute. The same man that I am talking about, he was one to be feared, but in the crowd, he was a man of little statue. Brother Brian, again, I don't understand. Please unpack it for me, and I'm glad that you asked. Because when you think about this man that I am speaking about, when you think about this man that I am trying to preach and convey to you, his position that he got rich in, being the chief tax collector, it allowed him to sit up high and to look down on the crowd. The same man that I am talking about was able because of his position and wealth to look down on the crowd. But notice when you go back and you reread the text, the same man that was looking down on the crowd, now he's in the crowd. And because he's in the crowd, now he is of little statue. Be careful of riding high on your high horse. Be careful when you look down on other people. Because God has a way of bringing us all down. So, yes, in his position of power, he looked down on the crowd. But once he's in the crowd, he can't even see over the same crowd that he used to look down on. Because the crowd, they hate him so much. They despise him so much that they are in his way, making sure that he does not get next to Jesus. And again, the reason why they don't want him to get next to Jesus is because they despise this man. They hate this man. And at the same time, they fear this man. And yet, when we continue to look at the text, Zacchaeus is always coming up short. He's short not only in statute, but he's short in temper. He's short in righteousness. And this morning, brothers and sisters, you and I are Zacchaeus. Because we always, in the presence of God, we always fall short. And if you're here this morning saying, Brother Brian, that is not me. That is not me when I come into the presence of God. I beg the difference because the Bible said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And nevertheless, brothers and sisters, no matter how rich you may be, no matter how well-connected you may be, no matter how well-educated you may be, when you and I come into the presence of God, we will always come up short. And yet, when we continue to look at the text, as we continue to move through verses 1 through 10, the Bible also tells us he runs ahead 
because it's so hard to get through the crowd because they are pushing on him. They're kicking on him. They are squeezing him out. And he runs ahead of the crowd to climb a a sycamore tree to see Jesus. Now, you have to be careful this morning. And I just want to warn you very briefly as I try to move on. I want to warn you very briefly about this crowd. You have to be careful in the crowd because the crowd does not necessarily want to see you make it. And they don't necessarily want to see you come to know who Jesus really is. You have to be careful of the crowd because if you and I are not careful, we will do everything that we can to be a part of the crowd. When we think about if you're parents, if you have children, nieces, nephews, whatever the case may be, many times we want to be part of the crowd. We want people to like us. We want to be a part of something, a group of people that's going somewhere. We don't, want to have, we don't want to have that tendency of being left alone or, in a sense, by ourselves. But you have to be careful this morning of the crowd. Because don't get involved so much in the crowd because there in the crowd you will find mess. There in the crowd you can find junk right there in the midst of the crowd. And brothers and sisters, when you truly are desperate, like Zacchaeus here is in the text, when you're truly desperate and you want to see Jesus, you will not allow the crowd to stop you this morning. But Zacchaeus realized here in the text that Jesus has what he needs. And I want to make sure that you understand that this morning, that Jesus has each and every last one of you that I am looking at or you're listening to my voice this morning, Jesus has what you and I need today. And I'm thankful for that. And so not only does Jesus have what we need, but when you look here at Zacchaeus, and the Bible said that he was rich. Yes, he was rich, but at the same time, he was poor too. He has wealth, and yet there is something that is worrying this man. There is something that is heavy on the mind of this man. And again, you may ask the question, Brother Brian, what does him being rich have to do with me sitting out here in the audience this morning? And again, I'm glad that you asked. It's because I want to make sure that you understand. It doesn't matter how much money you have. There are just some things money cannot buy. No matter how rich you are, money cannot fill the emptiness and the void that has been left in your life. Zacchaeus realized he has an itch. And he understands that Jesus is the only one that can scratch his itch. And as good as family may be, as good as friends may be, as good if you're one that do like the crowd, and don't get me wrong, they all have their perspective place. But the void that you have in your life, the emptiness that you discover and that you find in your life, you will come to discover as Zacchaeus did in the text this morning, when you have an itch, only the Lord can scratch that itch. So not only have we just looked at a desperate sinner, but the next point here that stands out in the text as I move along, the next thing I want you to look at is a devoted Savior. Not only a desperate sinner in verses 1 through 4, but in verse number 5 now, I want you to look and I want you to examine with me a desperate Savior. 
Verse number five in the Bible said, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him and he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down for today. I must stay at your house or in other translation, I must abide at your house. The crowd here that as I spoke about just a few moments ago, still keeping in mind, this is the same crowd that continues to push, continue to shove this man around. Because again, you have to keep in mind, they don't want him to see or even get next to Jesus this morning. And in spite of them trying to do this, in spite of them trying to squeeze him out, because they don't want him to get to Jesus, and yet, the Bible said Jesus saw him. I want you to think about that for a minute. All the chaos that's going on in the crowd, the pushing, the shoving, and people trying to keep him away from Jesus. And yet, in spite of that, the Bible said Jesus saw him. Again, why is that so significant? Why should I focus so much on that? And again, I'm glad that you asked. Because the people in this text, the people, they seen who and what Zacchaeus is. But Jesus seen what he could become. And when you think about that and you uplift that and you bring that up out of the text and you apply to 2021, many of us, if you're like myself, we have a reputation. If you're like myself, you have said some things, you have done some things, and even in some cases, you have been some places that you are not proud of. If you are like myself, and I must raise my hand, I have so many skeletons in my closet, I pray that don't nobody ever open up my closet door. Because the day that they open up my closet door, it will be just like my automobile that I have not had an opportunity to clean up yet. Soon as I open up the door, paper, cups, and everything else is falling out. And if you're here this morning and you say, well, my skeletons have not been found. My garbage has not been found. Well, here's the reason why your stuff has not been found. You just did a better job covering it up than I did. And yet, the people see what Zacchaeus is, but Christ seeing what he could become. And when Christ looks at us, he sees what you and I can become in spite of our reputation. Christ sees what you and I can become once he gets his hands on you and I. Notice here in the text that Jesus calls this man. He calls him by his name and then Jesus invites himself to this man's house. You don't read anywhere in the text where Jesus said, may I come to your house? No, Jesus invites himself to this man's house. If you don't believe me, it's there in the text. He invites himself to this man's house. And brothers and sisters, I want to make sure that you understand that Christ never offers to go where he is not wanted, and he never stays away where he is not needed. Now again, you have to be careful of the crowd that I'm talking about. Because the moment that Jesus bid uh, Zacchaeus to come down, make haste, come on down, because today I must stay or I must abide at your house. This is the same crowd, brothers and sisters, this same fickle crowd. And you have to be careful of the crowd because the crowd can be funny sometimes. The crowd can be what my daddy used to say sometimes. They can be sometimes. One minute they're this and the next minute they're that. And if you don't believe me, if you just go back one chapter, let me show you how funny the crowd can act and why you have to be careful of the crowd. Because if you go back to chapter 18, 
the same crowd over in chapter 18, Jesus healed a blind man. And the Bible said there at the end when he healed the blind man and all the people seen it, they praised him. Now, if you fast forward to chapter 19 in which we're in, the same crowd that praised Jesus now is the same crowd that criticized Jesus. And you have to be careful, brothers and sisters. You have to be careful when we look here again at the text. In chapter 18, Jesus was not impressed by their praise, nor was he depressed by their criticisms. But Zacchaeus realized again in the text that what he needed was not in the crowd, but what he needed is in Jesus Christ. And so don't be so surprised when the crowd praise you in chapter 18 of your life. And then in chapter 19 of your life, that same crowd will lie on you, will talk about you, will stab you in the back, and even criticize you. If they did it to Jesus, they will do it to you and I. And yet when we look here and continue to navigate through the text, we continue to find that when Jesus tells Zacchaeus to come down, notice in the text that he did not require Zacchaeus to change before he took up residency in his life. Again, notice when the Lord told him to come down, the Lord didn't tell him he had to be ready-made before he took up residency in his life. No, but the Lord said, make haste and come down for the day I must stay or I must abide at your house. And again, why should that be so significant? Because I, I said in the other services and I'll say this morning, too many times along in this walk, I've heard people say, brotherhood, when I get things straight, brotherhood, when I get things right, then I will be at Bible study. Then I will come to connect group. Then I will be here on Sunday morning. And here's the danger. If you've ever said it or if you will encounter people who will say this, here's the danger in that statement. If a person is saying or if you are saying this morning, when I get things right, then I'll come. You will never come because you can't do it by yourself. I cannot do it by myself. But it's nobody but Jesus Christ. And so he takes up residency. When Christ takes up residency in your life and in my life, then it is his presence that invokes the change. It invokes the change that we desire, that we so desperately need. It is his presence that makes the difference in our life. But here's the last thing that I want you to notice in the text. So we've already looked at a desperate sinner. We've already looked now and just examined a devoted Savior. But the last thing here that stands out in the text this morning, let us look at a delightsome salvation. A delightsome salvation. Notice now, and I want to make sure that you understand now, the Lord came, Zacchaeus, he runs ahead of the crowd. He climbs the sycamore tree. And then the Lord comes and he looks up and he tells him, make haste, come down. And again, you may ask the question, well, why should that be uh, so significant? Because when Jesus took up residency in this man's life, 
Notice what Zacchaeus said. And this is the same man that's been despised. This is the same man that people uh, cannot uh, stand or anything like that. But notice, notice what he says after the Lord tells him to come down. After the Lord tells him uh, to make haste. Zacchaeus says in verse 8, Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore it fourfold. Look what happens when God takes up residency in your life. Look at what happens when God takes up residency in Zacchaeus' life. He goes from being a man that has been known for defrauding his own people, taking from his own people, and now he's trying to make it right and even giving back. And it's all because God took up residency in his life. The Lord told him to make haste, come down. And if you're here today, as I get ready to go to my seat, if you're here today as I close, I encourage you to make haste. I encourage you to come down. Come down from what, Brother Brian? Come down from your high position of wealth. Come down from your high position of education. Come down from your high position of self-importance. I bid you to make haste and come down. I'm so glad about grace this morning. I'm so glad that when I think about Zacchaeus, when I think about what he was and what he used to do, if you notice, the crowd wanted to exclude him. But because of Jesus Christ and his grace, Christ wanted to include him you have to be careful because sometimes people will never let you get past your past or outlive your past but I thank God for grace and mercy today I thank God for his grace and mercy because when others want to exclude me Christ wants to include me as I go to my seat I want to make sure that you understand as you read this text and you go back and you read and reread the text People will tell you that Zacchaeus was looking for the Lord. But I challenge you to go back and reread the text. Yes, he ran ahead of the crowd. Yes, he climbed a sycamore tree because Jesus was going to pass by. But it was not Zacchaeus seeking God, but it was the Lord seeking Zacchaeus. And when you look there at the text, Zacchaeus being high in the tree and the Lord here. And the Lord tells him to come down. Why is that so significant? And keep this in mind because the Lord wanted Zacchaeus to understand what you need is not up there. But what you need is down here because salvation is standing right here. Brothers and sisters, what you need is not up there, but it's here. It's salvation. The Lord himself said, today salvation has come. Again, I bid you. To make haste. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pray a prayer. And after I'm through praying. We're going to use that time after prayer. And have a time of response. Again. Responding and making haste. If you're not saved and you're desperate. And you truly want to not only see Jesus. But know who he is. Make haste to come down this morning. Make haste to pray this morning. If the Lord is leading you. Whatever is burdening your heart, whatever void is in your life, I bid you as the Lord bid uh, Zacchaeus, make haste this morning.
Let us bow our heads for a moment of prayer. Father God, I just thank you again for this day, this time and opportunity. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I pray, Father God, that everything that's been said and done will be pleasing and acceptable in our eyesight. I pray, Father God, that if there's an itch that anybody has this morning, that you touch them in such a way that they realize you're the only one that can scratch that itch. I pray and I pray that you move in such a way that you will help us to realize, Lord, it is not us seeking you, but you are the one that's seeking us. I just pray that you will keep us today, Lord. I pray that we take your word, Lord, not only hide it within our heart, but we live that life that's pleasing and acceptable in our eyesight, that we understand if we desire to have a fresh start, it must begin in a new birth in and through you. For this is my prayer, I pray in Jesus' name, I pray. Let us all say together, amen.